0: The situation could be an absolute game changer and not in a good way for farming in Whatcom County. We've been telling you about it here on the program, and the more I learn about it behind the scenes and from the experts, the more I have an awful sinking feeling in my gut about what the future of this community could Look like if the state, the state of Washington gets its way uh, and forces everybody to lawyer up everyone to their own corners, everyone to be uh, pitted against each other in court, the opposite of collaboration and communication and community. It's not the way to go. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the situation we're facing with water here in Whatcom County and the Nooksack Basin. And the the situation continues to evolve. Like I said, uh, been uh, trying to update you as much as possible about this developing situation here on the program. This is the farming show, by the way. Uh, Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. Um, joining us right now, Henry Beerlink with the Ag Water Board, uh, as well as as you know, connected with uh, raspberry farmers, and he's connected with uh, sea potato growers and their um, commissions here locally, and has a long history in the local farming community as well as with water issues. Henry, welcome to the program this morning and and talk about what's what's the latest here? What what's what's the word on this developing concern?
1: Well good to be with you, Dylan. So um wishing you well and yeah, we um you paint a pretty bleak picture, but it's not um, it's not false. Um we don't believe we're gonna go down um that bad a road, but uh we have to be realistic about what could happen here and that's why we're being um as adamant as we are to say that there are far, far, far better paths to try to resolve our water issues than all of us heading into court.
0: Yeah, so what, going into court, What what is this process? And, and talk about what the state is saying about it so far.
1: Okay, a water right adjudication occurs, um, you know, it, people can petition for that. They don't happen very often. There's probably about 30 different basins throughout the state that have asked for it, but The one that people might be most familiar with is the Yakima adjudication, which started, I think, in the 70s or 80s. And it's been 40-some years, and it's just wrapping up. Um, and I think there were some lawyers um, that spent their whole career on that adjudication, and their kids wow. are starting to come in on that adjudication. <laughs> so a lot of legal money was spent by the state and by all the, different, and the tribes and by the landowners and the irrigation districts. And So they're wrapping that up, and then uh, the legislature told Ecology, hey, look around the state. What other areas might be ripe for the next adjudication? And they spent a year looking around, and they are making a report that still hasn't come out, but we've already heard what's going to happen. And they're recommending two different basins. One is the Upper Columbia up north of um, Lake Roosevelt. The other is the Nooksack Basin. And uh, we are um, very concerned about the implications of that.
0: Okay, so an adjudication, this process that the state is talking about going forward with uh, that we're discussing here that is basically, and we've been talking about going to court, that's basically sending it into court and leaving it to a, uh, a judge and lawyers to battle out who has what right to what water, right, in, in the whole basin? That's
1: essentially true, right. Uh, what happens in an adjudication is it occurs in the superior court of the area that's being adjudicated. It shall be Whatcom County Superior Court. And uh, they, that court person or judge, whoever gets charged with that, is going to ask everyone who has a claim for water, a water right, or thinks they have a water right, or wants to have a water right, to file a claim on water. And uh, that's usually, in order to do it right, you're going to have to have legal help to be able to make sure you're not messing up anything there. So there's some money right away and time. And then the, law, the, the judge has to go through every one of those claims and determine is it a valid claim? Has it really been filed before? Has it, uh, the water been used at least once every five years since the time that it was actually issued? And how much water has it been used? And then they lay it all in order who's got the first right and who's got the most junior, the least, the old, the newest right. Mm. And the way water rights work is if there's a lack of water anywhere. That junior right gets shut off and they work their way up until all the senior water rights are fully, fully, um, fulfilled. Now, what's interesting of that is most likely what will happen is the senior right, which is at this point, not number, they don't have a number on it, will go to the tribes as a result of the treaties of the senior. And we have to question whether there's going to be much water left and we're not sure what that might mean, but, um, it's going to change the equation for sure and it's not going to be in the benefit of agriculture.
0: Well the reality that we know from on the ground is that we live in a part of of the world that is blessed with quite a bit of water and a lot of a lot more water than many other places Um, and places uh, honestly with less water have have figured out ways to manage this so it just seems you know basic logic test here is there's got to be a way to figure this out and make sure everyone gets what they Need everything is managed carefully, and we don't run into a problem here. But it sounds like the process that we're headed potentially into wouldn't necessarily wrap up that way. Is that kind of what we're we're saying here? Because in in the bigger pictures, people are, I know are asking about this process. Well, isn't this just about what's fair? Right? Isn't that just going to bring more clarity? And isn't that a good thing? And we're saying no, that's not a good thing. But how do you answer that?
1: Well, I think clarity is a good thing, but we want to look at clarity at the bigger picture, not just who has the most senior water right. What um, we don't believe that's going to solve any real problems. All that does is then order things in terms of what we already generally know, who's um, who's got the oldest rights, but this will just make that more clearly legal and certainly shut out anybody who is... Um, not, you know, has not had their water rights, you know, actually put in before, and we've had a lot of those problems over the years about whether people actually have legal water, but those people will be out the window. Uh, and what we're saying is that if we're going to have agriculture here, and we all want agriculture here, it has to have the tools to be successful, and one of those tools is access to water. And as you mentioned, we have plenty of water here. Uh, both in the ground and in the... and the, But we don't always have it in the right place at the right time. And the process we've advocated for is a negotiation, a discussion, drainage by drainage management of each of these areas to make sure that the streams are healthy, the habitat's healthy, the water quality's healthy, and that the land use around that area is... Um, if it's agricultural area, then the the farmers have access to water and the drainage they need to be successful. Because if they don't they're not going to be successful.
0: It, it's a whole can of worms. I mean, you start talking even about drainage there too, and that's something that I haven't really even touched on uh, of late related to all this. Because, like you said, we have plenty of water. the The question is location and timing. And there are times when we don't exactly. have enough water in the right place. But as you've mentioned, with drain again, we aren't really even getting into this this morning. But drainage is the times when we have too much water in the wrong place. And, and <laughs> so, flood it's, management
1: rolls in there oh, too. So and, We're looking at a more holistic, comprehensive way of looking at the full specter of issues related to water management land use, rather than picking one thing and do it in a legal way, which doesn't open up the door to consider all these bigger things, which have to be considered. If we're going to have successful land use and water management.
0: Now, some people have been chomping at the bit saying, well, that process is too slow and, and nobody, you know, parties are never going to agree. There's never going to be a negotiated solution here. So we've just got to we've got to get, get this into court and get this hashed out. Um, what's your response to, to that argument?
1: Well, I think it's a very shallow argument. I, you know, I can understand. We're, we are also frustrated. The tribes are frustrated. Everyone's frustrated with the slow pace of this. But it is moving forward, and it's a more. And sometimes you have to take things slowly and well, work it through to get real ownership of the issue and the problems. Having to jump into a court for a battle for 10, 20, 30 years, which might take for doing adjudication, and, and to try to get this done legally just through a court, is taking a slice of the problem and not really allowing people to negotiate and work together to solve it. Uh, You need ownership of the issue if we're really going to manage this thing well, not just force it down our throats through a legal process.
0: Henry Beerlink is with us right now on The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, And, you know, Henry, is it an exaggeration? This has been talked about but I, I think some people feel it's an exaggeration. Is it an exaggeration to say that, that the result of this could be that some farms or maybe a lot of farms have their water shut off at times that they need it the most? Just absolutely, sorry, you can't have water?
1: No, we've already had that happen on a couple occasions, and this is going to speed the case for more of that to happen. And and to throw it into the big picture here, we can't afford much more pressure on agriculture here. It's a tenuous at best, you know, with the economy, trade, all the big issues around agricultural labor, food safety. It's a tough business. And we, um, uh, we have an area here, I want people to understand this, that through COVID and uh, people realize that working at home is an option for a lot of people. And um, we, do, we believe that we're going to have, we're already seeing it, um, a lot more pressure for on land to be you know, built on in areas like this. If you look at the Stohomish, um County most of the agricultural land that's left is in the floodplain and probably not buildable. Same generally true in Skagit. Up in Whatcom, over two-thirds, three-quarters of our agricultural land is out of the floodplain, up in the uplands, and all potentially buildable. And that uh, is where people are going to go. And farmers without water are going to be forced, frankly, in order to recognize any kind of investment, to you know let more, more McMansions be built out in the middle of agricultural mm-hmm. land. That takes land out of production, creates more controversy with neighbors. It really takes the critical mass out of ag. And the result is, I think, inevitably what you're going to see like in Puyallup and all the other places where thriving ag economies disappear.
0: So you think this adjudication, this process that the state wants to embark on would actually result in in more of this urban sprawl into and, and, and gobbling up of our our farmland here in Whatcom County?
1: Uh, I think it's inevitable, and I, I'd use the word rural sprawl. I mean, I don't think the cities are going to go, but I think cities are much against this too. Um, mm. they'll, they'll take the land that they need in order to grow. They have those plans in place. But what we're going to have is all these proliferation of these 10-acre McMansions in the middle of agriculture that, um, you know, it really works for the people who live there until sometimes somebody sprays something next to them or, you know, the manure <laughs> goes out there. And then, yeah. then they're complaining and plus it takes land out of production and it's just, um, it's the worst of land use planning on, on every scale.
0: Well, and that's not a good um, land use for fish, ultimately, either. If that's no. what this is all about, and the, you know, if we're talking about water and protecting our streams, it's about the fish in those streams. Water is habitat uh, for a couple of different reasons, uh, major reasons in fish recovery. Uh, if if farms go away and development occurs, that's you know, pavement is I, not what our streams need, what yeah, our fish pavement need.
1: Pavement is forever, as I think Skagitonians always use. Yep. And, I, and I believe that tribes kind of understand this, too, but I don't know that they make that connection in this regard, The how badly adjudication would hurt us and what the net result would be for them, and it's not what they want. I know they've been very vocal about the fact they're supportive of agriculture and want us to be successful, but I, I we have to make the connection to say, this is not helping us. There's better yep. ways to do this. And and that's, I think, our, our argument. It's not just anti. We don't want this to happen. It's we want something better to happen that's going to be a lot longer lasting, a lot cheaper, and much better for the community. And we're on that path. Don't mess it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, and And that's where I see this moment as... You know, if we take the, it's a fork in the road in some ways. If, if we take the wrong path here as a state, as a community, where whatever, however we want to describe it, it could really result in these devastating things that we're talking about. But I think there's a real opportunity here um, to, if we take the right path, come together as a community like we never have before, and finally make some real progress on some of these issues that have just been creeping along. Um, and that may be uh, a little bit generous in some cases to say creeping along with the snail's pace that some of this stuff has been moving. Don't you think there's a big opportunity in this?
1: I think you said it very well, Dylan. That's exactly our heart, and I think it's the heart of most farmers is um, they—they're not—they're not at war with other people. They want to live together well. We want a chance to keep this land in good product- productivity. We want the tribes to be able to get better habitat. We're working on that, and we're going to continue to work on that, and we obviously have to in order to solve some of these problems because fish – management's been a problem too and as you know, family farmers has been you know the fish needs farms and farms need fish and that is very true and it's a you know what we're all going to be working for and what we've been working for for the last many 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 years.
0: Now if I was hearing you right earlier anybody with a water right if they start this process and, and that's still up in the air right they're, they're, they they yep. haven't officially made the decision that this for sure is the basin where they're going to do it and even if they do then they would have to get funded and it would be a few years until it really started in earnest. But when, if and when that does occur, each person or property out there that has a water right of any kind would have to defend that in court?
1: Yes. uh, There may be an exception for the single house, you know, the well, just for domestic use. That might be an exception. We don't know that for sure. But anybody with an irrigation right or domestic, um, you know, or, you know, watering cows or those kind of things. um, All those kind of things would have to be in court, and they most likely all need their own lawyer, and we just got some estimates of what that might cost them over the 30 years that they may be in court with their lawyer. Um, It's not insignificant
0: so let's say i have a small water right and i'm i'm running a small small family farm um doing a little bit of irrigation i need to defend that right what does that That's cost right. for me to get a lawyer what are they saying
1: oh you know we just have some estimates like per water right probably fifty thousand you know somewhere that fifty thousand uh, dollars fifty five zero 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 zero. You know, probably what you're, that would be a minimal kind of amount, you know, to defend that water right, most likely. You would have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And a lot of people will, and then there's more water out the door.
0: Yeah. And there's more farms that may say, okay, well, right. even, even before the spigot is shut off, so to speak, they may say, sorry, you know, we think we have a good, you know, situation here. We have appropriate water and we have a good right, but we don't have enough money to defend it. So we're going to have to go out of business.
1: Right. Uh. there's all kinds of negative consequences to this. And we're, we're just struggling to find any real positive ones that contribute here and And we're trying to make that case, and we will make that case to our county council. We're making it to the governor. The first next step really will be what the governor has to recommend a budget to the legislature. Now the legislature can either accept it or change it or whatever, but the governor's being asked by Ecology, the Department of Ecology, to put this request in the budget for money to help move this adjudication along. Um, we're going to ask the governor to not put that in his recommended budget and to the legislature to not fund it. We think there's some really good chances of those things being successful, but we have to work at it, and we have to work with partners um, like the cities, county, the PUD, um, and all those who um, we uh, help them to understand the consequences of um, of what an adjudication would bring and make sure that um, we send a very clear message from this community.
0: Yeah, and there are other entities, big entities, including the city of Bellingham, um, that are right. opposed to this, right?
1: Uh, as our attorney just said, we were talking this morning, he said every water user in this area and every water user throughout the state is against the idea of doing this adjudication. Mm. The only places that have actually shown some support for it were are tribes, environmental community to some degree, um, those are really and and some of the Fisher people. Um, mm-hmm. Some, uh, you know, I, I again, I don't think there's an, an organization that's speaking in favor, but a couple individuals have spoken in favor, and a kind of couple in land of realtors as well have spoken in favor of this.
0: Which, yeah, um, not sure exactly what's going on there or how that right. makes sense. we not either. But, uh, that's we we won't open that can of worms today here on the program. Uh, Henry Beerlink with the Ag Water Board representing our community. Communities, uh, North Whatcom County's uh, watershed improvement districts. Uh, thank you for your time and all the history and expertise that that you put into to following this issue over the years. You know, this is something that that has been talked about for a long time, and this moment now is finally arriving uh, where some big, big decisions have to be made that will make or break the future of, of food production and farming here in Whatcom County. And, and I just hope and pray that uh, this all works out. Thank you for... Thank you for
1: your work, too, Dylan. Thanks for filling
0: us in this morning. We appreciate it.
1: You bet.